0: Time for the Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. What's going You're on, A lot everybody? of noise. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very, very awkward <laughs> entrance. We didn't decide who was going to do the intro before we came on. I assumed it was going to be Ace. <laughs> Ace usually does it, or tries
1: to do it, or he just starts it and his leg, starts talking, and this time he didn't.
0: Oh, that was weird for a minute there. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Ace Bondaloo. It's
0: your a- fault. Game
1: stuff. <laughs> Crack up beer. I already cracked mine. Otherwise, you would have heard the same noise.
0: Full disclosure: everybody in this pod freshly crumbed up about five minutes ago. I think. Spencer, Bless, did you that, the
1: Didn't you hear the bong?
0: No, no I, just
1: oh. before we started recording. Okay, well, I didn't really. You didn't hear, hear it. it that time. Mm-hmm. <coughs> a little housekeeping to kick off Mania episode 17 uh i am a Bondaloo. <laughs> that's the first thing
0: <laughs> your boy mike right here
1: oh spencer just dying of cough <laughs> spencer dying of covid you heard it here nope.
0: first um it's the cannabis virus
1: um, uh, we got some yeah. housekeeping. It was a big week for the Crandall podcast as uh, everyone finished their punishment matches. We all got them done. Yeah, I mean, long weekend. Might as well. Plus, it was Spencer, able to. Oh, the Royal. you recorded the commentary. I did. I did indeed. Ooh. Heard it's far that he- was- Oh, sorry. That last Bond rip um, really hit, really hurt, um, I suppose we could say. But yeah, it was done. It was, it was ent- more entertaining than I was anticipating because the way you guys made it sound, you made it sound like it was going to be like like garbage. But uh, it was a pretty good showcase for uh, Lance Hoyt slash Archer, which I think is Mike's next thing. So how was how uh, the finish with Abyss winning? How did it make you feel? Uh, confused as to who Abyss was. I'd never heard or anything about him before, but I was like, okay, this guy wins. He's going to be the next up, the next, their first seed for their tournament that they had going. But he reminded me of Mankind, but just bigger.
0: Yeah, that's a good comparison because Abyss is like, usually, he does death matches and stuff like that. Like, that's his sort of shtick. He was like, a, he was big over in the company, but yeah, honestly, like, that's a great comparison. First time I saw him, too, that's the exact same thing I said. I was like, man, that's just a beefed up. Man, oh, fuck! Excuse me. Man, man, the
1: uh, Hawkins <laughs> and Ryder
0: versus
1: anything. the the Hawkins and Ryder versus the revival match. The crowd only wanted Hawkins. That was about it. It's true. No one else. No one else. No one cared about the revival. No one cared. Yeah, they about got some now. fucking chance, man. Hawkins was getting some chance. Like I forgot that it wasn't just be like it wasn't just cuz it was in New York like I forgot that people were genuinely wanting him to win.
0: Yeah, I mean like think about how long the losing streak for Hawkins had been going on by this time. There was clearly an end game. Like they had to have an end game. I mean, he wasn't just going to keep losing for like 10 years straight. So Yeah, we,
1: everyone wanted to see it. Everyone yeah. wanted to be there when it happened.
0: Exactly. Like I don't know. I remember the match being nothing special. When I watched it live, just but I'm ending. really it was baked to happy reaction. Yeah. And then we already talked
1: know. about your Viscera Crash Holly match. So you know what we gotta do? We're gonna do the hardest thing in the world, and that is recap Friday night SmackDown. On Monday.
0: Yeah. We I don't know, guys. I, I feel like oh I feel like this there's gotta be a way around this somehow. It just feels a little dated by the time we get to SmackDown.
1: People will we'll just give it a quick squiggly-do. How about that?
0: True, it was Where a we good show.
1: Yeah, and we, haven't, and we haven't talked about it at all since. Like, we've only talked about... Um, yeah, we haven't talked about SmackDown at all. Let's give it a quick squig, squiggly-do. Whatever that means, sure. It was uh, Drew Gulak's... Um...
0: Last match in the company. Didn't know it at the time. Crazy, hey? We'll talk about it later, probably.
1: Mm Hmm. No idea was happening.
0: Does anybody have SmackDown pulled up to recap? Yeah, I got it here. All right, let's give it a whirl, Spencer. Sure, we can do that. Um,
1: first up, uh, we started the show with uh, a good old recap of the Money in the Bank, which had just happened the uh, previous um, Sunday. So yes, we had Otis come back out, show a small. Uh, video recap of what happens it's ms it's tv by the way um so as as you would expect the ms and morrison take this time to be class x and congratulate uh, otis and are very classy about it i'm kidding of course they weren't uh they made numerous fat jokes um the chair otis sat on at first ripped, so he decided to stand um miz eventually was like you're terrible i'm better than you why are you the, the money in the bank blah 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 you're a joke um and then he's like if tucker's here we want to match and, and he's like tucker's not here sorry and he's like well if anyone could possibly want to um team with you then find them blah 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 but uh yeah i didn't really like this whole segment um i'm not really a big fan of uh morrison It's never have been i'm on record uh, but this didn't really help just by him being just a real dick to Otis um, and Miz getting mad at him. I mean, I know that's Miz's thing, so I guess I guess since I can forgive Miz, I can forgive Morrison, but I just don't like Morrison more. Uh, that's just my opinion on anyone. I want to talk about that small segment. I'll move yeah. on to that now.
0: Yeah, I have some thoughts I'm on that. Okay, Go I was going to say this.
1: Let's put the foot on – let's put it in the third, though. Let's do it. Do it fast, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's because we're going to get into it because we like him. Anyways, let's go.
0: <clears throat> I just have let's a problem it. with the amount of fat jokes they're giving out right now to Otis and the discipline. Oh, the, <laughs> the money
1: in the bank match was the worst for it. They were like, look at the food on the table.
0: He's got feet. Well, only- he, yeah. he couldn't hold himself back from it. He was like, mm, that's what they made him do. Uh, apparently, he came up with like that spot for the food, th- the throwing of the food. So I don't know how much of it was him and how much was them, but our insiders tell us, or my, see, we are the insiders. My sources tell me it might've been planned by that part a little bit from him as well. But yeah, I just don't like the fat jokes and especially the learning disability joke. Like people are comparing right now, Otis to John Cena. He's the working man. He's the everyday man. He's somebody that, you know, is just like I'm you and me. comparing him do.
1: to Dusty Rhodes. I'm not comparing John Cena to me.
0: Yeah, Dusty Rhodes, or because it's the same thing, right? Dusty—he's a, a son, son of a plumber, you know—the everyday man, the American dream. This is very much the same thing. as the every everyday man? And um, he's going to take this as far as he's going to take it. He's a good When do you guy.
1: think they make Mike? When do you think they make Otis fart in a microphone?
0: Fuck, man, I don't know, but all I'm going to say is this like they're like as soon as they have sh- a, a crowd back, first show back, I think they're putting the title on Otis. Woo! I'll like, take, be, Mike, over here. Here we, don't here know we what go, WrestleMania podcast. All I'm saying Seven is a first, yeah, first show back. I'm willing to say it. I don't think it's that much of a gamble. Like, think about it. They're putting Otis in the main event. Like, they're putting this guy on in front-time spots on Fox. Like, it's clear that the company has something big for this guy. In the middle of declining ratings, they've chosen him as one of the guys to keep the torch going with. The SmackDown brand and the company, frankly, because like he's a kind of the kind of guy who does really solid interviews for the company. He's very well well spoken, which is why you know the way they show him on TV, you can clearly tell that they're kind of dumbing it down a little bit. But anyway, all that to say is I just felt like there's too much, like too many insults going on here. Just let him let him be himself a little bit more. But that's all.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, third gear, let's go. Okay, Jesus, what, what is that supposed to mean? For now, hold,
0: on. hold on a second here, okay? Ace, I don't know where you're trying to go with this, but I feel like, I feel like this SmackDown show is decent. Like I know we're, we're not going to like talk tons about it, but like, you guys were the ones who said you didn't even want to do it at the start of the pod.
1: No comment. You're the one that said that. I just said it was... No! I, never mind. That was you guys. Uh, and you didn't say that? What did you say, huh, yeah, exactly, ace you said the exact same thing um, what now? anyway, so you're you're getting us distracted now, um so we first up, we have uh so we haven't t- mentioned it yet, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it the Inter... well or last week, I think we did, but uh the intercontinental championship tournament uh the bracket was shown, and the first matches were tonight <laughs> um. The first match of the night uh, for that goes to Elias versus King Corbin. Um, Elias wins. Uh, I liked it. I thought that getting uh, showing Eli- what Elias can do in the ring was a good choice. Um, beating King Corbin was kind of funny because um, he got him over again. But uh, we'll see how Corbin takes this on SmackDown now because um, it kind of changed where he headed. Anyway, so Elias um, could win. I think that would be cool uh we can talk more about the uh the rest of the the title tournament match or the intercontinental uh match matches later um, cuz now we're just i'm just going to skip ahead to the next match which was Dana Brooke versus Naomi and Dana Brooke did not get any love from me after that uh money in the bank thing but she won tonight again so i don't really understand the point of making her look stupid the point of Naomi looking kind of strong before Bayley and now Naomi-looking weak. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, Dumb. Uh, Charlotte Flair then comes to cut a promo um, as NXT champion on SmackDown because now they're just saying, fuck it, let's have everyone everywhere because we only have limited rosters, so we may as well. Uh, Yeah, so Charlotte Flair shows up. Um, She then starts talking uh, talking smack about how she's the greatest uh, in any division, blah, blah, blah typical Charlotte Flair things but Bailey comes out cuz this is her show with Sasha Banks. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um anyway, Bailey comes out with Sasha Banks uh and they um they exchange some words but this really seemed to be the the next uh, stage in uh uh Bailey Banks uh feuding breakup cuz uh Charlotte really really seemed to say that uh Sasha is the only reason that uh Bailey's doing anything. So yeah, um Next week we have, or on Friday this week, I suppose, uh, we have a match of uh, champion v champion, Bailey versus uh, Charlotte Flair, um, and Sasha Banks. Assuming we will there, will assumingly will be there. Uh, so I would imagine that I I would be shocked if this wasn't the match that Bailey and Banks turn on each other, just based on what happened in this promo and everything um, leading into it. Uh, thoughts on this, this section? I know Ace likes Charlotte Flair a lot. I sip my beer at it, is what I do. I sip my beer at it. Here's my thought. <sighs> <sighs> That's that all specific. you need to know about it. He likes it. I think that means he likes it.
0: I, Mike? I haven't, I just... I don't really think I'm a big fan of what they're doing with Charlotte right now. I don't like her being on two different brands. It's getting a little confusing. Like, why does she feel the need to butt into this feud while she's in the middle of other stuff with uh, with uh, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai back in NXT? It's just a little bit too much. There's no consistency with those storylines. They're not doing any sort of NXT to SmackDown brand, um, you know, switches or, or wrestlers going back and forth that way, which I think could be a bit more intriguing. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't care at all for the Sasha and Bailey feud. I wanted to – or it's not a, so it hasn't even started. Like, I don't care for this whole build. Just get to the point. And uh, other than that, I really like Charlotte Flair as a wrestler, and I like all three of those women. Actually, they're all – those are the three of the four horsewomen. I mean, they're industry changers.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, so you got to think that the match on uh, on Friday will be pretty good. Um, well, you hope, so uh, yeah, we'll see um skipping ahead, uh, we'll go to Forgotten Sons cut a short promo um, the only thing I didn't like about this, I didn't even really remember what they said; they just they served their country, but they weren't welcome back with open arms um so they are gonna start fighting people now. I think that was the gist of their promo um, if I didn't do it justice, that's just because I forgot about these guys, honestly, like I don't like they haven't been built up for me enough. Um, personally I guess, but that's that's fine. The one thing I will say I didn't like or not didn't like, but I thought was dumb was uh their warning before it's like the next the thing following will contain strong language and are the opinion of the only of the uh Forgotten Sons or whatever. And I was like they didn't even say anything. I was like, What? But uh maybe that was just me not not understanding what they were saying. Who knows? Um Do you have any thoughts on this, or should we just go ahead to the next match? Because the next match would be the talking point match.
0: I just quickly want to say I like that Jackson Riker did the promo. He's the break-on star of those three for sure.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, he's the one that hasn't wrestled yet, but looks like he's the scariest. Accurate. Gotcha. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so our next match was the uh, other intercontinental uh, tournament uh, match. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak as Mike mentioned at the top Uh, this was Drew Gulak's unknowingly uh, last match for WWE Um, very very unfortunate because we all liked Drew Drew Gulak and thought he could go somewhere uh, with them but uh, I guess his contract ran out and he just chose not to renew it he wasn't actually actively released Um, interesting choice but uh, his choice to make um as for the match itself, it was uh, similar to their previous matches, um, uh, very good technical back and forth. Uh Brian tweeted out after something about they agreed no striking or something like that um for their match because they're cause they were buds now and uh um Daniel Bryan him with a submission. So cool match. Um now he uh Daniel Bryan will face um either uh Jeff Hardy or Sheamus. Um Sheamus on Friday. So I'm very curious. It could be I wouldn't be surprised either way, to be honest, with that one. Um and as for Elias, he will face the winner of AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um so AJ Styles being the only raw superstar in this uh tournament I find interesting. Um but I don't think he, I, I would be surprised if he wins it. But not that surprised, because I mean, he could just stay wherever. But anyway, um, that's just my thoughts. But yeah, that's the tournament setup so far.
0: I think there uh, are three men. Yeah, I think there are three men that can feasibly win this IC title tournament. One of them is Shinsuke, just because he's part of the Artist Collective with Uh, Sammy. uh The other one is uh, Elias, just because he hasn't really had a singles run as a champion push. And he's... Perfect for that title, I think he could elevate it like the Miz did. Uh, and then I and then obviously I also think that D. Bry has a chance to win after that impassioned promo he gave after his match with Gulak. And I don't think Hardy or Sheamus really stand a chance. I think they're going to have a probably a program between those two. And I'm pretty sure Hardy's probably going to be contending for the uh, Universal Title against the Fiend down the line. He said that he would like to face the Fiend in like a House of Horrors kind of match. Like, they could put together some pretty cool. So I can see I could see Hardy and the Fiend happening after the Braun Fiend program is over. I think um
1: AJ Styles is going to win the title.
0: The title? Why is
1: that? Uh The title just because uh, what else are they going to do with him, really? Come on.
0: I think he's only in this tournament because they want to fill it out. Like, they have him... His, you know, he's still listed as a Raw superstar in the tournament. I just don't think with the U.S. title on Raw, I think they're just sticking him in there so that they can try to get like more people, more eyes on it. But I, I don't know. If he wins, I wouldn't be be surprised. But he's not my first pick. He'd probably be fourth of that list. He's
1: pick one for Ace. Okay. Pick Who's one for Ace, and then Who's Ace has three that? titles going over to Raw. So interesting call by Ace, but he uh,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, wouldn't be baby. surprised.
1: Yeah, what about
0: you? Who do you think is gonna win? No, don't um, even
1: get Spencer's take. I'm just kidding, <laughs> You rude son of a b. Um. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably take Daniel Bryan as the top. just just after his promo after his promo afterwards. Um, kind of made me think it's possible, but uh, he's the top. But after that, I I like what you're saying about Elias, but. Uh, I don't know. It would surprise me if he did. I I hope not, Shinsuke. And yeah, I, I don't know. Um. Anyway, I uh, I'll move on if anyone else, has, unless anyone has an, object, an objection. No. Nope. Um. Fair enough. Because uh, we're right near the end of the show, anyway. Uh, Sonya Deville and Saul Dolph Ziggler are backstage. Solf Ziggler. Saul Ziggler, whatever his name is, um, are backstage. Uh, Solf Sonya Ziggler. T- Helpful. No. This isn't a Bapa Bowie thing. <laughs> Ace is bun. Ace is bun. Uh, this is what happens when Ace gets bun. He just says random words when, when everyone's talking. Um, it's wonderful. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Sony Deville cuts a pretty good promo on Mandy Rose saying they were best friends, but now they're not. Blah, blah, blah. Insult, insult. Um, pretty good stuff, though. Uh, and. Uh, so yeah, so these these this promo or this feud's continuing on obviously here for it. Um, Mike, any thoughts on it?
0: Um not really. Uh, I just like both of these women and looking forward to where they go in the future. Two two future champions here. Two future okay. champions.
1: Well, speaking of future champions, uh up next um we have our main event so throughout the night uh otis had been going around talking to people and he approached braun Strowman, and he was like oh braun i'm uh do you want to do you want to maybe team up and maybe see him? braun was like i'm not an idiot otis like uh i know you like I, i'm not just going to go to the ring and have you cash in on me blah 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 um but uh he says he'll think about it he was he he kind of trusted otis because he was he didn't like what uh what Miz and Morrison said. And then later on in the night, there was an interview with Miz and Morrison. And this was the cincher for me. Um, Cause Otis asked, like I think Otis asked one or two other people um, and they shot him down. But uh, the cincher for me was when uh, um, Miz and Morrison are on the thing and they're like, Oh, it's, there's a reason they call him brains or Braun Strowman and not the smart guy Strowman or whatever they, and they basically run him down t- saying he's a bad champion and he's not smart. I was like, okay, well now Braun's gonna be his partner. Like, of course. Um And that was the cincher. That was the Cincher and it was, and that's who his partner was. So Otis and Braun Strowman versus the tough guys in Turtlenecks. Um they uh this match, uh pretty predictable. Um Otis eats some uh, some of those kicks that fire him up or whatever that the crowd loves when he starts to jiggle and drive. Um more he, but uh they start to overwhelm uh Otis for a bit um until he met Otis fights them off, Braun gets in the ring, Morrison tries to do a bunch of like really quick strikes and whatnot and bounce off the ring uh but Braun catches him into a power slam while he's laying on the mm-hmm. on the ground. They do a double caterpillar. Although a double caterpillar is generous uh as to what Braun did. Uh he just kind of dived at the floor twice. Um, which, in fairness, I can't do the caterpillar, so I wouldn't look any better, but I was kind of like this is this is why do they keep making braun do like like fluid things that he's not fluid? He's not a fluid guy; he's like a block that moves We're not saying he's liquid, we're not saying he's a fluid he's more of a solid he's more, more of, of a, a very solid mass being. of a man. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so that was. And that's the, what you that get was... here at Crumblemania. Continue. Um, this. Yeah, that was the end of the match. The the double caterpillar. Um, ended He's certainly it. Certainly not gaseous. It, yeah. Oh God. Um. Anyway, so that was the end. Uh, Otis kind of did a fake little sneak up behind Braun, and Braun turned around and looked at him, and he was. <laughs> And I uh, noticed, and like, I'm just kidding. And Mandy came out, and they all celebrated. And it was it was fun. It was fun times on SmackDown, and that was the end of it. Uh, Mike, you saw this, right? What did you think of the the uh, no main event? No fiend. No That was a surprise. No fiend.
0: Yeah, I didn't really like the the caterpillar that Braun did. I don't think he needs to be doing stuff like that. It just, in this feud with the fiend, it's like a hard hitting kind of like, you know aggressive feud. There's a lot of history between them and I don't like the silliness here. Uh the stuff with the Ts with the briefcase, like I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Uh kind of made kind of approved to us or kind of confirmed, I guess, that they're going ahead with Otis for the world's championship. Because obviously there was a lot of talk about the possibility of the tag titles, him and Tucker going for those, right? So uh I'm happy that he's going for the world's championship instead because like I've been a day one Otis guy. I think he, obviously, he's, like, not the world's greatest, you know, wrestler in terms of his abilities with his his versatility in terms of moves. But he's a uh, good wrestler and has an amateur wrestling background. So, yeah.
1: Would you say you like the way he moves? Yes.
0: (laughs) Nice. I like the way you move. I am.
1: Bum, bum. That should be his entrance music. I like the way. I like the way. <laughs> <laughs> By big boy. Big boy. Half of Outcast. Very well. Very nice. Alright, uh, yeah, that was SmackDown for us, though. Uh who wants to break down our Raw. It was a decent show overall. Raw. Before we move on, thoughts oh. on SmackDown and
0: Where can I get good honey mustard wings?
1: What Honey mustard wings? That doesn't sound that, good.
0: That sounds like a unique flavor—honey mustard.
1: Do you mean it's honey gray. garlic?
0: No, I mean honey mustard.
1: I I wouldn't know. I just it's have tangy. Sauce. It's crispy. It's honey mustard. Okay, no, where do you get these? Do you know? It's not like it's your... covered in actual honey mustard. It's like a sauce honey mustard, or a powder sometimes. It's good. Um, it's gonna be a no for me.
0: Sounds pretty delicious. I, actually, I want those now. I'm pretty hungry. Whoo! Fair
1: enough, Mike. Eat what you want? But we all, as we established before we went on the pod tonight, I'm I'm a picky eater. So yes. Don't take that like I don't think I think Spencer's you're crazy. Like They're I wouldn't eat like... that. On a ten-and-a-half-foot pole. Ace's bun. Anyway, Ace, are we moving on, or <laughs> what are we doing, bud?
0: Uh, yeah, wasn't there an interruption for something? I can't really remember. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's like, we're doing that, but also <laughs> wings, and that was yeah. the interruption.
0: Okay, yeah, well, your so thoughts on SmackDown. Yeah, I, I like really every single commute on SmackDown right now. Like, it's a good show. I enjoy it. If the two hours goes by quickly. The IC title tournament has quality contenders in it. Big Otis going for the, cha- for the with the championship, and Money in the Bank with the Money in the Bank. Uh, Braun and the Fiend at the top of the card. Jeff Hardy and Sheamus, uh, Mandy and Sonya. The only thing I don't like is Bailey Sasha and the women's division there. But other than that, man, SmackDowns. The hacker is an intriguing uh, side plot going on. So. Uh, right. side we story. need more
1: Ever-Rise as well.
0: Who are they? Oh, that the French tag team, right.
1: Yeah. Also, Mike, I think your boys are gone, Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. I think they're gone.
0: Well, you know, that's fine. They're going to bring my boy Brendan Vink back. And Brendan Vink back in some capacity, methinks. And they're going to give okay, him well, a Let's move friend. into Raw
1: and talk about why. Brennan sure. and Shane Are you ready to break I, down Raw?
0: Let's do it. Uh, me? Not me personally.
1: All three of us will because we all
0: watched it. Uh, yes. Let's do it.
1: All right. It's Bondu here. Kruntastic. And I'm here to let you know that they opened up Monday Night Raw with a reminder oh. that Becky Lynch, get this, is pregnant. wild hmm. wow i didn't know that wow can you guys they've, believe that they showed us
0: it again they've really been pushing this it's like a, the biggest thing that they're promoting right now
1: yeah they had all the article they did the article thing like oh becky you just step away from like all the people magazine and sports illustrated and all the other art headlines I was like oh my goodness they're going hard anyways huge. i believe raw opened up with a little of RKO, Randall, Keith, Orton, as we uh, moved mm-hmm. towards the greatest wrestling match of all time. Uh, someone greatest. commented on our social media saying that uh, Edge was amazing, he's great. The promo versus promo segment to open this up was great. Um, what did you guys think of that? I believe Rollins eventually comes out as well soon.
0: Yeah, I didn't I, see this. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I thought the feud was over at WrestleMania, and so I, I like, I know why they're doing it because like Vince was is trying to get more eyes on the product with these two veterans, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I don't really know what else to say.
1: I think it's odd that it's continuing, but I mean, it could be a good wrestling match. Uh, we shall see. I suppose. I don't think it'll be the greatest wrestling match ever. Like they, like Vince clearly wanted known as, but it could be good. It's just did it. They opened the uh, the show with it. Is what I thought was odd. Because it closed the show last week. Yeah, it was strange to me. Also, uh, uh, what am what am I hearing? I'm hearing something, or is there a clicking in the background? Um, maybe. I don't know. Sorry, it's like playing with a pen. Maybe. Anyway, so Edge accepts the challenge. <clears throat> We're going to see the greatest wrestling match of all time. And Seth Rollins explains his actions, which sets up Murphy versus Humberto Carrillo. Um, which was weird because uh, Murphy, uh, just even though there was no crowd, he still seemed more over than Humberto when Humberto came out. His gear was weird. It was like almost like the Riddler or the Joker. And it was just—it was strange. Uh, Murphy's Law put an end to the match, and I believe Alistair Black uh, came in to make the save to set up something down the line for later on in the night. You know, remember what we mm-hmm. remember: Alistair Black versus Murphy—that happens. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then we get Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot. And uh, Charlotte wins via submission with the figure eight. I don't know what they're doing with Ruby Riot. I don't understand it. Uh, Makes zero sense. Makes about as much sense as what Liv Morgan's promo was tonight, which was just like something about her mom. Um, When she came back, I was like, why? She didn't even do anything. Mike, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, sorry about
1: what? Ruby Ryan. Ruby Riot.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I just feel like they don't push her uh, well enough. I think she's got something, and they just, they're just just not giving her much of a shot to get past the mid-card of the women's division.
1: Okay, sorry. I was breezing by that first bit of rock, because this is what I want to get into. Uh, Nia Jax ruins Asuka's title celebration. Kyrie Sane was even there. Uh, she played the recorder.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, Hot Cross mm. Buns is coming back. Uh Nia Jax comes in, ruins the fun. Um it's just it's just kind of silly. I believe later in the night Nia Jax sees Kyrie Sane again. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh because she hears the music. Spencer? Yeah. Um so basically um what the hell was it? Uh Kyrie Sane was and Asuka were still celebrating and they were hanging around and uh they were walking through and then uh Nia Jax was seen stalking them and then a little later uh, um Kyrie Sane was just sitting on a like a on like a box backstage somewhere um playing the recorder and then out of nowhere um while Hot Cross Buns was getting rocked um out comes Ky, uh, Nia Jax to jump uh Kyrie Sane from behind. And then, yeah, so uh, uh, later on, Asuka was just consoling Kyrie, Like, they came back from commercial, I think it was. Um, and Asuka was con- consoling her and being like, it's okay. And then she, like, screamed and went, "Rah!" And you've missed a few portions tonight. Because, like, I think you missed, uh, or have you not got to the tag team match, the women's tag match? Because they had that. Yeah. Um, Right now, I I was just onto MVP versus Bobby Lashley from my notes. Okay. Uh, well, they didn't fight, but I don't get your notes. Um, no, it's MVP versus, uh, or talks to Bob Lashley. (laughs) It's versus our truth. And then it's a women's tag match, I believe. Okay, you hadn't had me on you. I didn't think you had. Okay, I know you hadn't missed. I was going to let it Mike moved. talk about this, of MVP teaming up with Bob Lashley and Lana finally losing Bob Lashley. What does Mike think of it?
0: Okay, my main man, Bob Lashley, with the, with the real manager MVP. Great team. And like, Great team. i don't to you
1: know this. First things first, though. Mike, if people don't know, Bob Lashley once pinned Roman Reigns clean
0: as a whistle. One, two, three. One, two, extreme three. rules. Gotta remind the people um, at home. But yeah, I really mean, I love, this. I love this team. I do. I think it's a great pairing. Bob Lashley hasn't had a title shot in, se- I think it's seven years, MVP said a couple weeks ago. So he's due. I just, I would love it if Bob would just never talk. Just be like Brock Lesnar. Like, uh, he doesn't have that much. In, his voice, I don't mean to be rude to him, but his voice isn't very intimidating sounding. So... He doesn't really add much when he gets on the microphone. I think he should just leave that entirely to MVP. But that's just my opinion. Other than that, I'm all for it. Push it to the moon. I'd like a long feud, Drew McIntyre and Bob Lashley, if it's not going to be unhindered Jinder versus Drew Mack. That's my second and, My second option.
1: I believe we didn't get any uh, Jinder Mahal tonight. Nope.
0: He was hindered tonight.
1: They like to alternate Is it gender's like, appearances. One week on, one week off with him?
0: I don't know, Ace, don't but like, you know what? You know what I'm having right now? What? Just think, you know, I know we, he he wasn't on the show, but I'm still having a Mahal ma- Markout moment, Triple M right here, live on the Mania podcast. Uh, He's marking
1: and, out. What are you marking out over him not being on the show?
0: <laughs> no, I just think I just think when he te- yeah, he teased that to hero's journey or whatever last week. I just think they're going somewhere. I think he's going to take the it's U.S. title. be a long title. journey
1: because he's not there.
0: <laughs> well, I think he'll take the U.S. title first and then maybe do champ versus champ after that against Drew. I could be down with that. I think he could do well with the U.S. title. Like As much as I'm a fan of Andrade in the ring, he's done nothing to elevate that championship, uh, much like many people in the past haven't either. It's been probably the most meaningless title in the company for a while now. And... I, f- I just feel like it's about time for a title change. And they just need to work work on Andrade a little bit and just get him to that next level with, you know, maybe just his facial expressions or, like, you know, his mic work or something. He's just he's just not there yet. And I think Jinder's the guy to take the championship right now and then, yeah, reset a little bit and move him up the card. That's my Mahal markout moment.
1: Well we move on to the WWE women's tag team champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the iconics. And I believe things get dicey. The only thing I remember of this match was uh what happens after the match, Spence. You mean the screaming? And the slap. Oh, and the slap, yes. Billy Kay slapped Peyton Royce. I think that's I have it right. Um that's one correct. of the iconics slapped the other iconic. And then they cried and were like, I love you. I'm so sorry. And you're like what the hell was that it was so weird are they turning are they not turning are they just mad because they lost what do you guys think you want to see that more iconics or the iconic separate separate
0: no don't separate them they're they should be a lifelong tag team they don't have enough tag teams in the women's division
1: that's fair i think they're pushing to a separation
0: no, nah, no way. That's going to just be, that's pointless. Like not to, I don't mean to be rude to either one of them, but they're not going to, I don't think they're ever going to get to that championship, championship level, especially not like probably not Billy Kate, Peyton Royce, maybe, but I i don't think so either.
1: Well, we then move on to Spencer's favorite match of the night, a submission match on Raw, Shaney oh, B, Shayna Baszler kind of versus Natalia. Spencer, you're a big Natalia guy. You love her. Oh, I knew you were going to do this to me. I absolutely knew you were going to say that. No. 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 So I'm not going to tell you anything about this match. No.
0: Spencer loves Natalia just about as much as...
1: (laughs) I refuse, refuse, refuse while you guys say those words. Anyway, Baszler won via submission. Spencer what do you guys think of?
0: Spencer loves Natalia just about as much as Ace loves Austin Theory.
1: That's fair to say. That's a fair Yeah, Because Spencer you know just said he doesn't like her. So I would agree with that, Mike. Um, anyways, what do you guys think of the booking of Natalia and the booking of Baszler?
0: Bad on both fronts.
1: Yeah, this really didn't accomplish much, did it? Oh, didn't no. Natalia then have a freakout after?
0: Yeah, I just don't uh, yeah. care what they do with her. Unfortunately,
1: fuck her. Yeah, she's so no, bad. Mike, she had a tantrum after another one.
0: She's the she's the female Cesaro at this point of of her career. She's a, the best wrestler, one of if not the best wrestlers on the Ross whole roster. Best technical wrestler for sure, uh, and she's just. She's just never really involved in a major program, and she's only kind of going to be involved in this one to put over Shayna. So I think like that's where she is in her career, and, and for whatever, I think she's a good wrestler, but just sucks that they don't want to do more with her at this point when she's still in good shape.
1: And then we have KO and Apollo Cruz versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Cruzing and yeah. KO win. Uh, yeah. It's just strange, I guess, but it looks like uh, Cruz is going to become the universal, uh, not the universal, the United States champion, like Mike's been saying.
0: I mean, they got to do something with it. Like, At least they're giving him some sort of a a story here, coming back from the knee injury to get redemption. They gave him some mic time tonight, which is something he hasn't gotten a lot of in the past. They just expect him to go out there and wow people in the ring, but not Develop his character that other way on the mic. So they're giving him that shot. I thought he did well on the mic tonight. And whatever it I mean, was,
1: that after the match, um, Andrade and Garza beat down Austin Theory.
0: <laughs> the dream team dissolved. I think they won what like one match together. Like, did they ever win a match as a team?
1: They were terrible.
0: That was, no, that didn't do anything for like, any of them. I mean, Angel Garza, it did at first, but That's then it just got absorbed in the rest of the group losing, and it was just, like, ugh. The worst thing they did for that team was when they had uh, McIntyre, I think, like, Claymore, and I think it was Andrade, and the other two are just on top of the ramp, cowering like little bitches, like, not going down to help. And they just made them look like a- absolute wimps. And, like, mm-hmm. since then, it's been hard to get invested in anything they did.
1: Well, let me move on to uh, Alistair Black versus Murphy, and uh, guess what? Austin Theory laid there, like Buddy Murphy did once. And so guess what? The match takes place between Black and Murphy, like we've seen before. All of a sudden, the black hand of Seth Rollins reaches out to Austin Theory. He uh, goes in there and kind of beats up old Sethy boy, and then they hug it out, and is another disciple. It was uh, kind of fun. It's just like Alistair Black, man. I just wish they'd give him a real thing to do. Alistair? Black.
0: Yeah, I just, I think this is going to be a good feud. I think they do Alistair and Seth. I
1: and think then... it's going to be
0: Alistair and Buddy, man. They did that already. Well, they can have Buddy involved, but I think that it's going to be Ballester beating Buddy and then beating Austin and then probably eventually facing Seth. And I think that could be, it could good, be cool. Yeah, that could be good. Be like Seth, Seth is good in the ring with anybody really. Like he's, not a, he's, he, he's, got, he's just that good a wrestler, I think. He can just have a good match with most people.
1: Yeah, hey, we're all excited to see where, where this goes. It's going to be weird. Austin Theory is, could possibly save himself, or we could see another. So we'll see what happens.
0: And poor, poor Akum here, hey, because razor has got a torn bicep, and now Akum, because Razor's injured, also isn't on TV. So looks like the AOP have been completely removed from the Monday Night Messiah's disciple crew for now, at least. And I guess the substitution needed to be made. They brought in all day. Austin, unstoppable theory. soar to the top of the card. Uh, future world's champion.
1: This is some hot takes. We then move a on take. to an extremely scorcher of an absolute segment. Um, the Viking Raiders oh, right. versus the Street Profits in an axe throwing competition. <sighs> What'd you guys think? <laughs> Um, it went about as exactly as I thought it would go, except for that ending with the weird bit with the lady cop. The fake cop, yeah, and how they're like, uh, the one Viking Raider is cute and the other one's ugly, uh, the ugliest piece of shit she's ever seen or some shit. She's like, yeah, yeah. that's and she's like, except you, you fat piece of worthless shit. And then the, the <laughs> fucking segment ends. It's so weird. You saw that, right? I think we had a different stream there, mate.
0: Uh, uh, That's pretty much what she said. What are you talking about right now?
1: (laughs) The Axe Throwing Competition. Did you not watch that?
0: Oh, I thought that was horrible, dude. I don't want to talk about that at all. I'm just
1: talking about it.
0: Oh, man. Such a bad segment, dude. Like, what are they doing right now with these guys? The only one that escapes this is Montez Ford. Just, ah, dude, it's bringing everybody down. Nobody's benefiting from this right now, dude. Get this trash off of the television. It's going to kill the ratings.
1: It's bad. Anyways, we then move into Drew McIntyre versus King Corbin, which seems like a total... Until the almighty Bob Lashley, the man who pinned Roman Reigns, one, two, clean as a whistle, once before, comes out with MVP to say he's into the match. And the match was pretty long. I remember there was an end of days with Drew kicking out. And then I remember there was a swing around at the outside of the ring and then Drew ducked and and then hit him with a claymore out of nowhere. And that was it. And that was it. I find it weird that yeah. Drew counts down to, to his claymore. Like, How does he know exactly when his opponent's going to get up? It's just what he does, man. He just knows.
0: I, I agree that he's here. I don't, I don't like him doing that when there's no crowd. It just looks dumb. Like, there's some that's people weird. that are currently doing that. They're still, like, kind of acting like there's a crowd. And it's a little awkward sometimes to watch.
1: It's weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. That's for sure. And then I can't wait to see Lashley, man. Yeah, yeah, you're excited for that, Lashley, Bob Lash. That would and be a Bob. good feud. I'm excited to see that. And that was Monday Night Raw. You guys, we breezed through that like a couple of bumblebees. Yeah, I think you skipped a few part uh, mid segments, but that's fine. I mean, they're not that important. I mean, I adventures. remember the only I remember a couple things, but like that. Was good Fair enough. It's not a huge deal. Um, do you guys want to do a little social media shout-outs then? All right.
0: Social media shout-outs. Mike, you in? Yeah, of course, dude. 100p.
1: All right. The first one goes to... at Stevie underscore G underscore Wonder, who just tweeted us a photo of Rob Van Dam or a GIF for no reason, even though we were talking about RKO. But we like RVD because we're Mania, So, uh, of course... You can right. absolutely send us that stuff. You know what I mean? Go for it. Uh, any memories of uh, Rob Van Dam there, Mike?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll always remember. Well, I mean, I have a ton of memories of Rob Van Dam. I thought he had hilarious promos in ECW and just a great, great guy. Like, he's still a great wrestler. Like, the dude's got the juice. It's just he smokes the weed a lot. Like,. <laughs> Think like where he could have been if he didn't, you know, if he hadn't gotten caught with that Dewey when he was champ after ECW. He, he was over like Rover after he won the WWE title from John Cena at One Night Stand.
1: Uh, then the next ones go to my tweet where I tweeted out at I just tweeted out hum boring for Humberto, and at Ingui Phoenix said hum squash, and then at Heel moc Obi one McOby. Oh. Said no lies detected, <laughs> and I was just like, "Well, I, like no one argued that uh, against us at all." No so one. Now, thought, I, no one Now I'm that. just kind of feeling bad for uh, old Humberto. Old Humboring. Um. At Heel Niku tweeted out, "How do you smoke popcorn at somebody? Because they said that they smoke popcorn." And then I tweeted, someone say smoking, to which someone else responded some laugh emojis. It wasn't that great of a social media shout out. I just wanted to let people know that I'm I'm funny sometimes just in the random ads. Um, <laughs> and we'll do yeah. Two more, okay? At Holt underscore Michael. Michael Holt said, Austin Theory found a new home. What do you guys think? Do you like him joining the Disciples? Intriguing. Kind of cool. Like it mirrored the way he, uh, Murphy joined.
0: Yeah, I think that this is a great opportunity. Like a lot of people on the timeline tonight were were talking about how uh, they see this as a comparison to Triple H when he's coming towards the latter half of his career uh, and he brought in Randy Orton and also uh, Batista to evolution with Ric Flair. And I think that this could be similar with Austin Theory coming in here along with. Murphy. So, I think it's just, this is a chance for Seth to help those guys get over. He knows how. He's been in a big stable before with the Shield, and uh, also when he was with the uh, uh, the uh, whatever the name of Triple H's uh, Triple H The
1: Authority. Stable.
0: Thank you, The Authority. But when he was part of that, too. So, he knows how to like be part of a big-time uh, stable, and I don't know. I think that's the parts he's going to help with the most for them is the parts that he, he will help the most with are... Uh, just their, their mic work because that's where Theory is. He's young and needs work there. And, and Murphy has got to work on it a little bit too. So I think that. one
1: last there. one in regards to um, Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne no longer being there. At, at home, Jacob said, maybe Vince got tired of his shiny new toys and tossed them aside. And I said, oh, yeah, probably pretty much. Yeah. Fair enough. Not surprised at all.
0: Yeah, I he has such like a pretty low level of patience with like building people. You know, look at EC3. He got booed one time when he wasn't, when he didn't think he shouldn't have, it should have been. And he, then he's not on television for the rest of his career in the company, like on the main roster. Gonezo. So the, that's just what happens when you work for a dude like that. 75 well, years. All these guys. Years.
1: Um, to try to pump things up, do you want to do our three segments? Yeah. Do you want to intro the first one there, Spencer? Um,
0: no. Stretching. The Clapper, the I'm one tired. thing in wrestling that we enjoyed this week. The Clapper. Uh, I would say it's going to be something from SmackDown. Are you, are you guys okay? I'm fine. Right, down. I'm ready for my clapper. Let's hear yours. Spencer, you, are, sounds like you yeah, already? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. I was having a streak. He just, he just poorly timed his ask.
0: Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, the one thing we liked in wrestling this week, and I'd say for me, it's going to be it from SmackDown. Uh, and I'm going to go with Elias' W over King Corbin. I'd like to see him get pushed and just give Elias a chance with the belt. Let him run with it. Give him one an opportunity, and I think he can as you know, I think they're gonna give him a lot of free reign with this if he gets the title. So I think he's he could be the face of that belt going forward if he wins. So I'm optimistic.
1: My clapper is um, the greatest match ever. It's back on TV. We get to see Edge and Orton. Edge was on Monday Night Raw again. It's hokey, and they're calling it the greatest match ever. I don't even care. I'm still excited because it's cool to see Edge back. Uh, Right on. Um, My clapper is going to be Bobby Lashley joining MVP. That sounds like it could be pretty cool. And going for the title. That's uh, something that's happened a bit, but uh, that was cool. I liked it. Well, then let's move on to our second segment of the evening. The crapper. What would you say your crapper is, Spencer? Spencer. The Crapper My cla- uh, Crapper was just how often tonight there was just like like screaming but like loud shrill screaming like Lana had a segment when she was watching uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley on the TV and she just started screaming and throwing things uh, the Iconics always do the screaming thing, Asuka was it just it was just hard on the ears uh, that was my crapper. And I didn't I didn't think it was necessary. Um in any way. Yeah. There you go. My crapper is uh, the lack of a triple M this week. I did not get him a hall mark out moment. Wanted to see him pop up on Monday Night Raw. He wasn't there. Would have enjoyed seeing him another another week on Monday Night Raw, but I guess they think otherwise.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I decided to just take one for the team and give on a triple M anyway, because it's just tradition in these parts here now. We need them. Always got to have a triple M.
1: What's your crapper?
0: My crapper for this week is going to be... Oh, man. Honestly, Nia Jax. Just don't like her very much. Unsafe worker. She doesn't interest me whatsoever.
1: Lena Fion. Fanini or whatever her name is. Whoops, I can't even remember. Doesn't even really matter, in fairness. Well, here's it's time for the most fun segment, and that is the knee slapper. The one thing in wrestling we found (laughs) The Knee Slapper. Hilarious. It's clear that we're all really cooked right now. And mine is that they've actually convinced me to watch The Last Ride with The Undertaker because they're, they're riding the hype of The Last Dance. And so now I'm ready to watch The Last Ride because I finished The Last Dance. <sighs> Makes sense. Um, all right, well, I'm just going to say Humberto Carrillo coming out made me laugh very much today in wrestling. Good old Humboring showing up.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you, dude. Nothing about Umberto Carrillo, uh makes me interested in him, and like you said offline, his hair it just is a little distracting. Also,
1: it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird choice. Who's your knee slapper, Mike?
0: My knee slapper for this week is going to go to Austin Theory, baby man. All day, Austin Theory. He's just uh, yeah. makes me laugh. He's just a dude that, uh, yeah, causes me to chuckle every time without Without,
1: fail. He's an Austin Theory boy. What do you guys uh, say we tell him what we got into tonight since we're just crooked because I'm crooked.
0: Yeah, I also had a heavy amount of weed tonight.
1: I had the Sundial Strawberry Twist, and it was very good. It's making me yeah, ready for a nice, sleepy Monday night sleep. Well, that's what you want usually out of a good, good sleepy weed. Um, for me, I had uh, some San Rafael Delahayes, but I mixed it with just a little bit of that Mac One I had last time because um, I had some of it left at twenty six percent, and it's mixing the two of them just makes it even, even more high. Like, I was just gone for a bit. Nice. Mike?
0: Yeah, I had chocolate kush tonight, but, boys, I put a lot of shatter on this thing. It was, uh, yeah, a fair amount. I don't know exactly how much, but I, I lathered that thing in Gorilla Glue. Sh- oh, sorry. gas Was it gas mask? Yeah, gas mask shatter. Uh, and it was pretty it. solid. And I also put a bunch of Keef in there. And this so, episode yeah. could
1: be called "Insiders Are Goofed."
0: <laughs> just
1: goofed.
0: Yeah, dude, um, I'm, spaced. I'm spaced right now. <laughs> Full disclosure. Uh,
1: Mike, oh, I, I just have one question before we go. Sorry, I just want to ask yeah. Mike on the pod um, if he's ever had a ever had a dab or he used a dab rig before? Because I saw one and I was like, I want to try that.
0: I have, but it's like kinda for some reason I find it kind of confusing. I I don't I don't have one myself, but I've used them before.
1: And they're definitely effective. Fair enough, because I see them and I see people talk about them. I'm like, damn, you know what? I wanna try it. And Mike, do you wanna pump up your uh I've used a dab rig before too, Spencer. Also Mike, do you wanna do you wanna pump up uh pump up
0: your piece on Lance Archer? Yeah, pump up the gym. You know what? When we put this out, I'm going to tag Lance Hoyt when we put out the piece. I'm hoping he can give us a retweet or something, man. I just want – if Lance Archer listens to this, man, I, I'm a – Austin I'm a,
1: Gunn.
0: I'm a long time – Austin Gunn shout out. Thanks for he that retweet, am expecting
1: That's
0: a social big media shout out. From, social media <laughs> shout out to Austin Gunn. I'm expecting big things in terms of the sign game from Austin Gunn on this week's Dynamite. I think he's going to pull out something funny again. Push this man with his father when the tag team division is back. We'll he it's a Crundle
1: me. Mania sign, because he's a Crundle Maniac.
0: Yeah, dude. He's, uh, he's going uh, to be on board, man. I lost my complete train of thought there, and don't know where I'm going at all. I'm
1: baking. <laughs> Lance Archer, please. Oh, right.
0: Out. <laughs> yeah. Wanderloo
1: um, wouldn't be such an interrupter. The interrupter.
0: Long history piece on Lance Archer, dude. He's had a lot of names. Been around, dominant, like, was all over the Texas Indies. Had some banging matches with Paul London. They're both from Texas. I go into what's all the, of the What's
1: world. the time on this thing? What's the time on this bad boy? Oh, it's as long as a piece.
0: Well, I haven't finished putting all the edits through. Uh, I just have the script done, and now I have to cut through with all the audio. So honestly, dude, it's going to be at least 15 minutes long, between 15 to 20 probably. I'm hoping to make it 15. Like that's me, a nice
1: little morning commute there for you right there boom put that on in your commute to work boom
0: yeah precisely i don't want to bore you guys it's not just a piece on what he's done it's not a recap you can get that by going online this is going to be more in depth in terms of like some smaller things that maybe people didn't know and just kind of like yeah going into just a little bit more the the, the smaller gritty details we're going to talk about basically almost every promotion that lance Ar- lance hoyt or arch or whatever whatever you want to call him He's been comics. He's gone by a bunch of different names. Like, he went by Shadow when he was first in uh, professional championship wrestling in Texas and a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, we'll go into it heavy. And um, honestly, like, I'll be honest, like, I I know that we have like a weed named podcast, but it'd be cool to like like, interview some wrestlers on this podcast, you know, like, or, or like, or write an article or something, man. Because like try to get a, a, like, try to
1: get an int try to get an interview. Let's see what happens. I'm all well,
0: for I, it. I just don't know the right way to go about it. Like if it was Archer, I'd probably just slide into the DMs and be like, "Hey, just like, tweet him." Pretty familiar with your with your uh, career, like, like because I've seen interviews he's done, and like I was listening to one just to make sure I didn't miss anything with his career history. Uh, because he's been around since 2000, man. He's been going at this for two decades, and like, uh, so like I. And, I was listening to this interview and they did the guy that did the interview, like he kind of left out a lot of the key parts of like Arthur's career. And so I was like, man, I could do him, you know, I could do a pretty concrete interview with this guy. That's probably, you know, I don't want to crap on anyone else. All I mean to say is be, you know, like long term dream for the Crundle Mania podcast. Get some wrestlers on here. RVD. You're already <laughs> here first, folks.
1: Big dreams. <laughs> okay, well, we're on social media at Crundle anything else final thoughts spencer final thought of the day spencer here you go let's hear it hey you so much Ace